0: Cindy's Choice is powered by integrity-centric businesses found at cindyschoice.com. It's Cindy's Choice to be brave and to make a difference. Cindy here. And thank you. Thank you for being here. As I jump right back into my destitute to destiny story, I'm getting to some really meaty stuff here. So, you know, here I am. I'd gone back to Texas. I was in Dallas. Um, You know, my children are in San Angelo. I'm out there already like, you know, just gypsy style living, Um, you know, just here and there facing homelessness. And then I end up with this uh, wonderful friend that we've, you know, we found a way to kind of coexist for a while, but you know, I, I, at the time I really, really had a terrible time if I felt like a burden, because that's how I felt my whole childhood. You know, I I was unwanted and uncared for. And, you know, I was in the way and I just always felt like a burden. And I was aware of that. And I was contributing because I I could not work, you know, full time or all the time, but I was able to help him substantially in his construction business. And um, we'll dig into that another time too, but I was a big help to him. So, you know, he wasn't mind helping me for a while, because we were helping each other. But at some point, you know, a man and woman can't like coexist like that. And we loved each other. We cared about each other very much, but we realized we were both vulnerable and we weren't like meant to be. But oh my gosh, it was tricky. And I I recognize now because I was trying to get something going for myself independently, and I'd been very successful with the clothing business, which was an MLM, a multi-level marketing business. I really didn't want to do another multi-level marketing. The clothing was different. Um, I really enjoyed that. That fit my personality. And some of the, there wasn't like another product or, and at this point that was getting just really, those markets were getting really saturated. And I, I really, but I didn't have much choice. So I started looking into another multi-level marketing opportunity. Because I needed to get something going where I could be self sufficient, and so I'm at this conference in Dallas, and I meet this um, I meet this Mr. Wonderful from Houston, and he's up there for the same conference, looking into this you know multi level marketing opportunity, and he was a charmer, um, Swedish, six foot five, charismatic, just you know, but I you know I had my guard up, I wasn't like looking for that. Um, yeah, we got to talking and that business thing, you know, working together business wise is kind of what kept me talking with him. Well, before too long, I'm finding out that he's administrator at a church, a church that has a homeless center and he helps run the homeless center. He teaches the, um, the men's class at church. Um, you know, I get invited down there. We're going out on the streets, you know, contributing, helping the homeless and, you know, we we were on the radio together, um, that we, the pastor hosted a radio show, like a blog talk radio or something like that. And, um, it was, it was incredible. We would go on and I would end up answering a lot of the questions from the call ins because I can't really tell you like where everything is in the Bible, but I know it's there. And I understand the principles very well. So I could answer questions very biblically, but it was awesome because I would take a call. I'm answering and having this conversation with the caller. Meanwhile, um, uh, this gentleman that had swept me off my feet is over there flipping through the Bible like crazy and finding the exact scripture to match, you know, the answer that I was giving. It was It was awesome. I mean, I just, it was just, it was magical. I mean, I was completely swept off my feet. And long story long, (laughs) we were, you know, uh, we decided to get married and I'm off to Houston within a, you know, within a matter of months. And I remember too, and even like my friend that I was staying with that was so supportive of me and I was, you know, helping my, in the way that I could at the time, he later kind of recognized, he goes, he goes, I didn't recognize, he goes, I think you, you might've left, you know, for me. I said, well, I go, I didn't recognize either that I think that was a lot, you know, I just had such limited options. I was trying so hard to get something going for myself, but when you're not healthy and it's costing other people and, you know, you're, you know how just getting an income isn't enough. If you don't have transportation, you know, a place to live. I mean, you're, you're going to be staying with someone for a long time while you're building up for all that. But anyway, here I am making all these excuses. But y'all, you know, the red flags were waving like they were hitting me over the head. They weren't just waving. I saw the red flags, but I I saw them, but I didn't want to see them. So I, I was, you know how good I am at denial at this point. And when you're like in these desperate kind of fear-based situations, and I even remember like, calling like a friend from my old church back in Chattanooga, that kind of a mentor friend. And we'll talk about that more another time, but, you know, like kind of sorting this and trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, it, it it seemed, you know, it, it just seemed like the dream life that I was getting to step into my destiny then. But it wasn't long that I stepped off into that destiny in Houston, Texas, which that was so overwhelming. I mean, you know, having lived in Dallas before and now living in Dallas again, you know, I'm pretty much a big city girl. I wasn't too concerned about Houston, Texas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was so huge and so overwhelming there uh, at first. And I get there and, you know, pretty quickly we're married. And like I said, it was all awesome at first, you know, d- continuing with ministry and radio and, you know, working with the church. And, All of a sudden, you know, we're married and about six weeks in, I mean, like I said, red flags were waving like crazy, but about six weeks in, it was evident what I'd got myself into. I don't know what triggered him that evening. I don't remember the details, but I just remember him hurling a chair, like a folding chair at me as hard as he could. And I literally had to duck. He he threw it across the room at me. I had to duck. It hit the wall behind me and just crumpled. It damaged the wall and the chair just crumpled. And um, then the next thing I remember is him holding me by the throat. He held me down on the bed. He was not even an inch away from my face. I still vividly remember this rage in his face, this anger. And he was screaming, spitting in my face, yelling at me that if I ever, ever tried to leave him, if I ever did anything against him, you know, if I ever caused him any issue at all, he would kill me, literally. And I'm just like, whoa. And I remember, you know what, and this is, I'm, I'm just kind of, like I said, processing this right here with you. I remember like this is like, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm in trouble here. But I remember kind of like not being too shocked. As, as awesome as it had been, as wonderful as it had seemed, I knew better. I knew better. But that's, you know, I, I those of you that have, don't feel bad, no judgment here, I feel you. I understand why, you know, when you're in desperate situations, when you can't take care of yourself, and you don't have a good, healthy support system when nobody really cares about you. This is, this is the type of people that target you. This is who you're vulnerable to. And I, I don't know, there's probably like some self-esteem issues there too, as far as like, this is what I deserved. You know, we'll have to dig into that another time. But there I was realizing, well, I gotta get out of this. How do I get out? Where do I go? You know, now I'm in Houston, I don't know anyone in Houston. It's, um, I, I just had to accept what I had there for a while and it was craziness. And I, I did at one point, um, cause you know, he, he would never hit me because that would be evidence. Like if I called the police, he would like hold me by the throat, like bend me over backwards, you know, over like the cabinet or, or just a lot of, um, you know, just threatening, um, type of stuff or hold you know hold back of course I didn't have access to any money or anything like that but um there was a time when I'm like all right I got to get out of here and I I called that friend back in Chattanooga and she'd sent me some money and I went I found a place to stay in someone else's home and you know was paying for a room and trying to figure out like all right I, well, I I'm a real capable person I'm used to kind of making things happen and getting things going but when your health isn't solid and you're out there with nothing, no transportation or anything, you <laughs> there's just not much you can do. And I remember having to go back to him and it was so hard. Um I mean, I can't tell y'all what this did. I'm very prideful. I had and we'll share more about that another time too. I had no idea the battle that I was going to have with my pride. I did not understand how prideful I was before going through this extensive season of such demeaning humbling episodes of you know going back to my childhood I had I you know I was just completely vulnerable to people that just wanted to benefit from me they didn't really care about me and so you know there I am and it took a good year to get out of that and when I did I got out once um I kind of was trying to get something and I quickly realized I'm not going to be able to do this on this you know it was a, a generous loan but it wasn't enough and, uh, you know, I went back to him and, boy, he really knew he had the power then. And I sent that money back to her. And she was like, wow, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I'm impressed that you, and I'm like, well, I mean, if I'm not going to use it for what I, you know, was going to use it for, I sent the money back. I said, this, it's just not enough. I got to, I got to deal with what I've gotten, you know, what I've got myself into. I got to sleep in this bed that. I've made for myself. Oh, but it was, this was such danger, such, I, I, we'll dig into this more another time. Just big time, lifetime movie channel stuff. And, um, you know, it ends up where I'm finally, I'm kind of trying to process this. I'm finally, you know, this is my nature. If I find, like, I don't have the strength or the courage to do something, I kind of push things so that I get pushed the, this is how I used to manage things and I can share other stories where when I knew I needed to do something I didn't have the courage to do it I know kind of how to and I and it's just my natural inclination I'm, I'm you know you corner me I'm just not I, I'm not good at not fighting and then also I shared my daughter had been back to her da- dad's at 16 it's two years later now that was not a good situation at all soon as she was 18 she bolted So she'd been kind of out on her own and, you know, she's wanting to come stay with me. Can you imagine here? This is is my child. I'm out there trying to get my life in order and set a better, you know, and set this example of them, of me kind of, you know, pulling up my bootstraps and doing what I got to do and doing And here. It was just, it was horrible. I did not want to bring her into that. No way. But she wasn't going back where she was. And I felt like you know, I, I had to allow her. And, and of course that didn't last long because, you know, when my daughter showed up on the scene, I wasn't going to set the example of a coward. It just wasn't going to happen. And I, had, I started standing up to him more and more and more. And I can't tell you to the degree that I was risking. He was, the way he would uh, conned me, he was also conning other business people. So I didn't feel quite so stupid. Because he was good. (laughs) He he was a good con man. And he'd confided in me like, you know, he'd served a little time when he was a teenager for stealing a car or something like that. Well, after we're married, I find out, no, that, that was the first time he'd spent time in jail. He'd spent 12 times in jail for like bad checks and stealing or so forth like that. And I'm like, oh, Cindy, Jesus, what have you done? So I'm praying the whole time, Lord. I know I got me into this, but I can't get me out of this. This is all on you. Yet at the same time, I you know, so here comes my daughter. I'm not, I'm going to set the best example possible in this, like, this ridiculous, just dysfunction that um, she's allowed to come into. And I start bucking up to him and y'all this was I was scared for my life I, You know, he had threatened me I can't tell you how many times but the circles that he was in the people that he was dealing with on, on one side you know they could have taken care of me so quickly it was so evident of, of that but then there were these like kind of um, reputable people on the other side that he had conned and fooled and I'd be speaking up and ruining these deals calling him out in front of people. Of course, they were thank you, know, like, profusely thanking me. And, oh, my goodness, he, you know, I was pushing it. And I pushed it to the point where he had to get rid of me. <laughs> I was costing him too much money and too much trouble. And I, I think he'd, he'd rope me in through this whole church thing, thinking I'd be this, you know, air quote, submissive uh, wife to him. And, you know, I, I, I just, I was, I just can't tell you how dangerous the situation. Again, we'll dig in deeper. I don't want to get into much of that. But this was real seedy, inner city, shady stuff going on. And I felt like I needed to not allow other people. I felt a responsibility to speak up on it. So he throws me and my daughter out. It was late night in inner city Houston, Texas. And nothing, nothing but the clothes we had on us. So I call the police. The police get there. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, wanting my stuff or something. And they're, like, all they, like, insisted that he do was give me some cash. They said, well, you can't throw her out without some money. I mean, it was, I'm telling you. And um, then he gave me $100. And then we were booted out. And the gate was locked behind us. And for that night, you know, we went to, like, a, a cheap hotel. And then, like, some of our employees you know kind of hit us and uh we we stayed there for about a month and there's this crazy story of how we you know I had to go and steal my stuff back which was another again I'll, I'll share more about that and um then still he wouldn't divorce me after that and I end up you know here I am homeless and me and my daughter are homeless and you know it's it's Too much to explain. I went and stayed with another employee, and then she went and stayed with a friend. And um, before you know it, like, I'm homeless again. can't get anything going for myself. My health starts tanking, and I end up in another situation, (laughs) Um, in another relationship where I was getting rescued by another Mr. Wonderful. Y'all, oh, my gosh. I just hang my head in shame. It's like, really, Cindy? Really? No, really. Really? It's so confusing, but when you, you know, how do you go homeless in Houston, Texas? You know, it's, uh, you just, you, you look around and you see the choices that you have and you just try to choose the lesser evil and people can only help you for so long if you can't work. And I could work, I could help someone. I was, I was like in the, um, in this second marriage, I was, um, I was instrumental into building our business. Like Hurricane Ike hit and we were building a construction business. And, um, I mean, he would praise me like crazy for what I contributed business wise, but, you know, I can manage, you know, it, it, I wasn't like, you know, I was managerial and, uh, in a, you know, creative and like the marketing and so forth like that. I, I wasn't, uh, I could do that on my own time and manage. But, um, Anytime i tried to work a structured job things would go downhill fast because i had to be on someone else's time and i'm you know i have an incredible work ethic so if i'm on your time i'm going to i'm going to give you i'm going to give you my best i'm going to give you 100% i'm going to give you more than what you pay me for and so things you know things go downhill fast when I, I would try to work like that, still trying to I was still in a lot of pain. I, around this time I discovered like a chiropractor in Houston that had helped me a lot with a lot of this the pain that I was still managing. Um, it was just, that all kind of got dealt with in layers. I, 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 over time, I just was getting a lot figured out, I, you know nutritionally, with supplements, with chiropractic, um, but a lot of it was with peace was despite all this turmoil, I had to learn, to hold my peace because before that is a a lot of what it contributing to get me so sick was the stress. And again, we'll talk about that more when I talk about the PTSD and the mental illness from the perpetual danger that I lived in for so long and so forth like that, that had contributed to not just affecting me mentally, but affecting my physical health that was killing me. So I'm getting a lot figured out, but I'm not there yet. I'm not where um, I, I could really manage on my own and are are from that point, you know, without a car, (laughs) you know, without any kind of capital to get started on or or any kind of support system. And so there I am in a another relationship. And again, like, shoot, um, all these health issues, I didn't know at the time, you know, I had like, I was going to need two major surgeries. So during the same thing happened in that relationship, it was kind of swept off my feet, you know, Mr. Wonderful, very quickly, I'm like, Wait a minute. You know, I'm just out of my second divorce. I'm, you know, I'm very vulnerable. I'm not, you know, I'm not at a good place to be. And he accepted that. He's like, I get you. We're okay. You know, and so in really what he was doing was kind of lying in wait, like, I'm going to support her through this till she changes her mind. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of manage what you have to. But I had to get through two major surgeries. And it's kind of crazy how like somebody's supporting you through these surgeries and you're being honest with them about really not wanting a future with them. Y'all, this is like such bizarre kinds of stuff. And then at some point, you know, he's abusive and this person that's got you by the throat and is beating your head against the floor, you know, is about to kill you. I mean, I literally, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm about to die. And that, that wasn't the only time like through these experiences that I I literally thought I was, okay, this is it, Cindy, you know, there. this is it. (laughs) You've done it now. And so, you know, uh, what it took for me to get out of that relationship is a really good story. So we'll talk about that in the next segment because I I was, it's so confusing when you don't have anyone to help you and somebody helps you, like they take care of you while you get through two major surgeries. And, you know, you're very honest with the fact that, you know, this this you know you don't want this forever, and you don't want an intimate relationship with them. You don't want to marry them. Oh my goodness, the um, you know it, it it's it's really tough stuff. And that, but then yet that's the only person that's willing to help you. So that's where we'll pick up as I continue the saga. We're getting to um, oh, we're getting there with the part where I ultimately end up you know facing. Homelessness before I'd face that again, but it took me a while to get there. Understandably, uh, pretty dangerous going homeless, uh, completely homeless. I'd been homeless, I'd been this gypsy style living kind of um, transient, uh, but you know, it it was getting more and more dangerous. And uh, it's really crazy how, how it all comes about. But you've got to tune in to the next segment of the this destitute to destiny story. And I just want to thank you again. Thank you for helping me. I'm processing. I, I haven't dug in this deep to this story before. I've been sharing on live radio, but I go deeper each time and I don't want to go too deep. We'll share more later because it just, it, it would be a you know too, too long of a story. But I'm trying to hit the highlights and um, get us to the destiny part. So uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. You know what I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to leave you with love. I love you and I, I want you I want to encourage you to lead with love seek first to understand and go make good choices overcoming major life challenges that left Cindy homeless and alone on the city streets puts her in a unique position to make an impact contribute to the cause by utilizing the integrity-centric businesses found at cindyschoice.com Thank you for being a part of our mission for change, because we can do so much more together.